their journey. Can you still hear that buzz in our day, You do? Thank you, Jesus. All these speakers are testing one, two, three. You need to go out. It's on the back speakers. Tell me if it went back in. It went back in. Alright, we'll just take the back ones out today. We'll troubleshoot it next week. Though. We'll keep the back ones off today. Should be okay. No, it's still on. It's still done. Well, we're just going to have to just deal with it. It shouldn't be like that, but.
audio, video, five, four, three, two, one. We are live. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just thank you, Lord, this morning. And Father, I ask, Lord, that you will allow me to decrease as you increase in me so that I may be able to bring this word of hope to the people. Father, I just want to thank you once again for your love and your kindness greatness that you've done so many wonderful things and father i thank you for giving me the strength to be a soldier and to give us those here that are committed to this ministry the strength to be soldiers in this walk father god and father let us join together and continue to give thee praise and honor in jesus name let the church say amen let the church say amen once again and one more time for the holy spirit the title of our message today is Hard Times Coming. Once again, the title of our message today is Hard Times <clears throat> Coming. But I dare not bring a word such as the title without leaving us with hope. How many of you know that our hope is in Jesus Christ? And regardless of what the situation is, regardless of what the circumstances is, we've got to learn how to continue to stay focused. Regardless of what it looked like. And continue on in the way of God. Amen? So we see here in the book of Matthew. Once again, our title of this message today is Hard Times Coming. And we see here in the book of Matthew, the 24th chapter, verses 4 through 8, the word of the Lord says, And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear wars and rumors of wars, and see that ye be not troubled. For all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines. Pay attention to that one and pestilences, and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrow. So if this is the beginning of sorrows, what's the end going to look like? If all this is the beginning of the sorrow, then what is the end going to look like? Hard times coming. Now, verse 4, Jesus says, Take heed that no man deceive you. Now, in the book of Romans 10, verses 1 through 3, Paul talks about how he's praying that Israel, the church, should be saved. He said, my prayer is that Israel, the church, be saved. Hmm? Don't that sound strange? That he's requesting that God's people be saved. But then he goes on and then he says that because I grant you that they 
world. They've got a zeal for God. They're shouting, they're clapping their hands, they're rolling. You know, they're doing all of that. They've got a zeal for God, but it's not according to the righteousness of God. You see right there in Romans 10, verse 1 through 3. You need to look at that. It's not according to the righteousness of God. Look at it. But he says that now, I'll have you not be ignorant. That these people who claim to know God, they have a zeal for God, but it's not according to the righteousness of God. Why would he say that? Because what's done happened is, is that they've set up. They've gone about, verse 3, in Romans 10, verse 3, they've gone about their own to establish whose righteousness? Their own righteousness. And have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. You see, what people are doing now is they're trying to tell God how they're going to worship Him. God said, do not forsake the assemble yourselves together, but people are saying now, I'm going to go home and worship God. Well, that's, see, they're establishing their own righteousness. They are being ignorant of the righteousness of God. Why? Because they don't know the word. And the people that's giving you the word, they're not giving you the word properly. What they're doing is keeping you dumb. They're dumbing you down. And what they've done is... They've set up the righteousness of God. This is how they've done it. Well, God told me to tell you that he's going to give you $100,000 or he's going to give you a big house or he's going to do that. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor that God is going to do that. But God, those are false prophets. See, that's false doctrine. Because that ain't what God said. God said, if you seek me first and the righteousness of me, then all these things will be added unto you, Matthew 6.33. So, I can speak lies to you all I want. However, if you are not lined up with seeking God first and his righteousness, then all those things that I speak to you are going to fall to the floor because you're not lined up. You see, in order to get the blessings of God, you've got to be lined up with God. And there's a protocol to God, and now we're trying to establish our own protocol with God. That's what we're doing now. And what's happening is, is that we become blind by the deception of man. In Matthew 24, verses 5, he said, now first of all, in verse 4, don't, don't let no man deceive you. Look what it says in verse 5. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. In other words, a whole bunch of people going to come preaching this gospel in the name of Jesus Christ, but they're doing it to deceive you. And the Bible says that they're going to be running at that stuff because wide is the road to destruction, and many shall go therein. Many going to come claiming to be Christ. In other words, many going to come in the name of Christ, saying that they're preaching Christ. But if you really inspect the doctrines out here that's being preached by the biggest of the so-called superstar preachers, 
they are workers of the enemy. They are deceivers. Because all they're doing is telling you what you want to hear. They're not telling you anything about eternal life. They're not telling you anything about that. How you got to line up and be holiness. You know, they're not, they're not talking about those things. Because people don't want to be offended. They don't want to offend nobody because they want to keep the money coming in. So they're going to tell you what they want you to hear so that they can keep thousands coming in, you see. But the Word of God says that narrow, straight is the gate and narrow is the way that leads to everlasting life. Few going to find it. So when everybody running one way, you better go where the few are. Because everybody that's running toward all of this mess out here, they're being deceived. There it is in the book. Hard times coming. They're not going to be ready. They're not going to be ready. The, the Word of God says here in Matthew 24, verses uh, 6, And ye shall hear walls, rumors of walls. He says, see that you're not troubled by that. In other words, don't get worked up about that. And kingdom is going to rise up against kingdom. That's happening all over the globe. That's even happening right here in America. The kingdom of man is rising up against the police. The kingdom of the police is rising up against the people. You, you, rising up, risings, uprisings. All across the nation, uprisings. All in your houses, uprisings. All around the world, uprisings. And there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in various places. In other words, earthquakes represent these uprisings. Things are being shaken. People's emotions are being taken out of whack. Where they just take a gun and go up to a policeman and blow his brains out. That's an earthquake inside that causes a person to do that. When two people are live telecasting the news and a man come in and kill them on live TV. See, that's an earthquake. That's not natural. There's nothing natural about that. Something is wrong. Hard times coming. So what we have here is, I want you to look at that word famine now. What we have, we've got from the West Coast all the way, I'm just talking about in America, all the way across to the East Coast of Florida, they've got droughts. Not just droughts but the worst in history, in recorded history of this nation, especially in California. Drought, y'all usually think of no rain. When you say famine, you usually think of no rain, right? But you see, it's more to it than that. You see, droughts come in many ways. You've got fires burning out of control where they're begging civilians to come and help them. Well, if everything get burned up, that's going to cause a famine, right? Regardless of the fact that there is no water, that's going to cause a famine. They are pumping out. Do you not know that they are pumping miles under the ground on the West Coast where most of the produce are, 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 are come from in this country? And it's so severely drought without rain that what's happening is, is that 
they've gone down drilling miles under the ground and pumping out water that's over a billion years old to water. And what's happening is it's causing the ground to sink because you're taking out what was holding it up. Do you understand what I'm saying? And they know it's done. I mean, in some places, it's done sink 10, 10 feet. That's a lot. I'm talking about the whole ground. I ain't talking about small. I'm talking about towns, states, sinking. And they steady bringing out, pumping out the water to try it from down three miles and two and three miles down to try to irrigate the vegetation, the farms and produce. Hard times coming. Baby. So now, what should have been, and then you got all the rain that overfloods. So that's going to bring a famine because it's going to kill. going to kill what you got. Too much rain to kill, right? It'll kill everything. And then you got the economy. You got the stock market going crazy. You got the economy going crazy. You got the people going crazy. Hard times coming because there's going to be a famine in the land. You see? Because now, when the produce is supposed to be harvested, there is no harvest to be gotten. So in the next few months, you're going to go in the store one day, and what you were buying for a dollar going to cost you two dollars. You see? It can, yeah. Yeah. Right now, a chicken can cost you, a whole chicken can cost you nine, ten dollars. Hard times coming, people. So God said, okay, I want you to set the stage on them and let them understand what's really going on because it's going to hit. It's already, the stage is already set. And winter ain't even here. We ain't talking about, look how much snow we had last year. People were in an ice age. You say, oh, that's going to catch up with us. And then eventually what's going to happen is, is that we're going to find ourselves not having what we're supposed to have because if it don't produce it when it's supposed to produce it, how you going to have it when you need it? We looked for corn coming up from the beach yesterday, uh, the other day. Couldn't find none. Stopped at produce after produce after produce. No corn. It didn't, it, it didn't produce. A little thing of tomatoes, five, six dollars. Little thing. Hard times coming, y'all. I hope y'all hearing this word here. It says now, it says in verse 7, Nation going to rise up against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines. And famines, they always bring pestilences, which is sicknesses, diseases. And this always brings upheavals, earthquakes, right? The people get crazy, right? Right now, and we just talking about it in America, but right around the world, millions and millions of people from Russia, the Sudan, the Middle East, all over the place are running by the droves out of their town, Syria, millions of them have rain. The famine. War, pestilence, killing. 
hard times coming. It looked like an exodus last night when I was watching some stuff on, 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 on television. It looked like a mass exodus. It looked like Israel when they was coming out of Egypt. Mass exodus coming out of these places where ISIS is running them out, chopping off their heads and killing them. Prelude to what's coming. Let's go over here to... Uh, then, we, then, then we're going down here to, it, it says in verse 8, that all these uh, are, are, are the beginning of sorrows. But right up before that, it says in various places. It means that it's all around. It just ain't happening in one place. It's happening everywhere, including America, the family. Well, you don't see it yet. Because the storehouse was full, but the crops didn't come in, so we ain't getting from the crops that came in. We getting from that's been stored up. After a while, what you got stored up ain't gonna be there no more. You gonna have to go looking, and that's when it's gonna cost you. That's when it's gonna cost you, and you're gonna be looking for a way out. You're going to be wishing you came to the house of the Lord uh -huh. to hear a word, to help you. But you thought that you could stay home and do it. You thought that you could get you a TV evangelist and tell you a few lies and you'd be all right. But you didn't know death was coming and you was going to need a pastor, one that you could touch. You, oh, you didn't know that, did you? You didn't know you were going to get sick one day and all of a sudden you'd have to have somebody come pray for you. But that person ain't going to be there to do that because that person don't know you because you're in a place where you're just a number and you're only known by how much money you give. And if you don't give enough, they still don't know you. But you'll never touch the preacher because he's God. And you got to go, you, you, you come out better knowing Jesus than trying to know. See, you don't have to have an appointment with Jesus. You got to have an appointment with some of these old boys, some of these old gals, call themselves prophets and prophetesses and all that old mess. The reason I call it mess because it ain't real. They ain't been ordained, most of them ain't been ordained by God. They just took on them roles on their own. And, and people are so dumbed down until they just believe anything. And they say that's good. They say that's good. Let's go over here to Revelation. Revelation 6, verse 5 through 8. Talking about this family. Revelation 6, verse 5 through 8. I'm going to take my time today. Because you need to hear what's going on. Revelation 5, verse 6 through 8. Or Revelation 6, verse 5 through 8. Excuse. Tell me when you get there. Where the Lord said, And when he had opened the third seal, I heard a, the third beast say, Come and see. See, you got to come and see. <laughs> That's what it says here. <laughs> and I beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. He finna to do some measuring. Balance you use to measure some stuff with. 
talking about measuring food here. And I heard, verse 6 said, and I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, a measure of wheat for a penny. Now that word penny there means 44 cents. And a measure is three and a half pints. And wheat, for, for, for you to have to pay 44 cents back then for a measure of wheat, that's a family. And a penny, 44 cents, for three measures of barley. And barley is the cheapest grain that you can get. I'm talking about inflation. That's what they're talking about here. That's exactly what they're talking about. And he said that, and when he had opened the fourth seat, but, but look what he says here now in verse 6. He said, um, and I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts say, a measure of wheat for a penny, that's 44 cents, and three measures of barley, old cheap barley, for a penny. And see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. See, the Lord is saying here, you can hurt the food, but don't hurt the oil, which is the anointing in you, and the wine, which is the spirit. Don't hurt it. In other words, you can hurt the flesh, but don't you hurt the spirit. You understand what I'm saying? See, see, that's what he's trying to say here. You, 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 you can go hungry, don't worry about it. We'll get another you, you, you can go hungry physically, but don't you mess around and go hungry spiritually because you're going to be in trouble. You're going to be in real trouble if you do that. And a lot of us have did that. We have forsaken the way of God because, I'm going to show it to you in the Bible what we do. We have forsaken the way of God. And we've forsaken the way of God because, see, we don't understand that it's not by power, it's not by might, but it's by my spirit, saith the Lord, that we're going to overcome this thing. You see, it, it ain't got nothing to do with us. See, we don't put too much trust in man. We don't put too much trust in man. So it says here in verse 8, in verse 7, and, and when he had opened the fourth seal, I heard, I to say, I heard the voice of the fourth beast say, come and see. He keeps saying, come and see. Well, if you don't come, how you going to see? How can they hear if they don't have a preacher? And how can he preach if he haven't been sent? Some of them don't think they need preaching. Some of them think they can just do it on their own. But there's going to come a time when you're going to see that God's way is the only way. And his protocol is the only protocol. See, 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 Israel did that, made that mistake. They set up their own righteousness. You know, well, we're going to do it this way and call it God. But God said, no, it needs to be done this way for, for it to work for you. No, but I'm going to do it this way. I'm going to go, go all the way around. And I'm going to try to land up at the same place. The devil is a stinking lie. Verse 8 says, this is what you're going to do. This way you're going to land that. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse. And his name that sat on him was what? Death. And hell followed with him. And power was given unto him over the earth, over the fourth part of the earth. Do what? To kill with the sword. Ain't that what they're doing? 
Ain't that what they're doing? Every day you turn on TV, ain't that what they're doing? All over. They killing. They killing. Say a fourth part of the earth. To kill with the sword. Mm -hmm. To kill with hunger. These people starving in the death. And not only with hunger, but with death and with the beast of the earth. Now, you would think that the beast of the earth was some kind of wild animal out there. No, it's man. See, that's a beast when he go and blow the back of a policeman's head out. So, wait a minute. Wait a minute. That's a beast when, when the cameraman, he go there and pow, 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 pow. That's a beast. See, that's, that's what he's talking about. See, he called them beasts. Oh, oh, natural brute beasts is what he called them over in the book of Jude. Clouds without rain. They look like a man, but they're a beast. And they're killing all a, a quarter part of the earth. Because you got them killing about hundreds of thousands. Over a million of them got killed in Syria. Alone. We ain't talking about Iraq, Iran. We ain't talking about Sudan. We ain't talking about none of We ain't talking about America. We ain't talking about none of that. They run around here hollering about Black Lives Matter. But in Chicago and all around the land, I'd rather meet a group of white folk than I would a group of young black dudes because I don't know what they're going to do. And it's the same with the sisters now. They're crazy. No. It's the truth. It's straight up truth. We done lost our mind. We've gone crazy. And we're hollering about black lives matter. All lives matter. Run around here. Hollering about some black lives matter. But you the one killing each other. If they matter... You're on TV, but to get some publicity, so won't you go to the place where the problem really is? In your own backyard. The cop don't know what he's running up on when he run up on an idiot. I'd be shooting too and asking questions later. We'll talk about it later. Because you don't know what's coming. I mean, you don't know. You don't know. Genesis 12, 10. We're going to get to the crust of the matter now. We're going to get you some, some hope now. Some understanding. On what you got to do. Because hard time coming. Give you some hope on what you have to do. Now watch this. Go to Genesis 12, 10. Say amen when you get there. This is what God's word saying. The Lord's word saying there was a famine where? In the land. Y'all act like y'all scared to say it. But it don't make no difference whether you say it or not. It's still is what it is. So it really don't make no difference. But I'm telling you, there's a famine in the land. 
And Abram, now Abram wasn't Abraham then, y'all. He was Abram. Now the word Abram means he's the father of heights. In other words, he had high knowledge in the revelations of God, okay? Understand what he does, but, but watch. You got to understand who Abram is now, because Abram is in you too. Now, you got high knowledge in the word of God. There are two things in your life that's going to test, that the famines in your life are going to test. Two things. The height of your knowledge in God and the joy that you have in the Lord. Those are the two things that's going to either, that the famines in your life is going to challenge. You better understand that. Because here's what people go wrong at. Here's what people go wrong. I pray to God that y'all just don't come to church just to hear and forget. I pray. Because you're going to have to exercise and carry this with you and think about it. On your job, in your home, when you get ready to act crazy. When you want to choke one another. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And don't worry, what's Sean at? Don't worry, Sean. You see that there? And what marriage you do? Don't worry. You wait a little while. Look here. There was a famine in the land. Look what Abraham did. What did he do? He went well. Wait a minute. He went down. But he was up. Hmm? But look what he did. What did he do? When the famine challenged him, what did he do? He went, went down where? That's the world. Well, I guess I'll just stay home now. It done got tough. And I'm just going to stay home and do nothing. You fool. There's not another word I can use. What other word can I use? But even Abraham was a fool. He went down. And when he went down, what happened? Read it there. And, and the family was what? Say it. See, y'all don't read. Y'all don't read right. See, y'all, y'all, did y'all go to school? Who went to school? Who know how to read? He went down to Egypt and the, the famine was grievous in the land. Did you understand what happened there? When he left God and he went down to the world, then it got even harder. Didn't nobody tell him to go down there. God didn't tell him to go down there. He went down there on his own. Just like a lot of us do, don't we? All of us is guilty. We're up on the height with God. And then things get a little out of the way. We get a little, yeah, a little testy. A little famine, you know, famine comes in many ways. I need to do this, I need to do that. 
I need to go party. I need to, I need to go here and do this. See, that's a family in you. That's something that you desire to do that needs to be filled. You see? So a famine comes in many ways. Because a famine is always going to make you hungry for something. There are spiritual famines too. Abraham went down into Egypt. And he sojourned there. You know, where he hung out in the world for a while. If you go on down through there, you see what happened to him too. For the famine was grievous in the land. Mm -hmm. So that's the first place that the famine's in your life is going to test you to see if he can get you back into the world. Is when you're in the height of your teachings in God. You know, when that thing is flowing in you good and you're enjoying reading the word of God. And God begins to work inside of you. And then something don't go right. You lose God, you kill your act of food. You know, all kinds of things begin to happen to you. And sometimes when it rains, it pours. You know how it is. One thing after another. And you start contemplating on going back to the world. What's the use? Y'all know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. And when you do that, things get worse on all of us, do it, don't it? It did the same thing with Abraham. But then there comes Abraham has a child named Isaac. Isaac means joy and laughter. Let's go over here to Genesis 26, verse 1 through 6. And tell me when you get there. <coughs> Amen? Look at the word. And there was a what? Another family. Where? In the land. Just like the first one. Beside the first one. Right? In the days of who? Abraham, but he was Abram at that time, right? According to the word, right? So this famine came before. And here it is again. First it was testing your revelational knowledge in God. To see, in other words, let me see, are you who you say you are? Let me put something on your butt just to see who, if you who you say you are. You know, you going around here popping off all this knowledge and quoting all these scriptures and stuff. Now, let me, huh? let me see what you really about. Let me put something on you. Anybody ever had anything put on them? Balls? Yeah. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. Even Shawty over there, she braided her head. She done had something put on her tail. A belt. This morning, I heard about it. Yeah, <laughs> look at her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard about you. Yeah, that little tail toe up. But, uh, so here it is again. There's another famine. The famine could be a whole lot of things. Look, 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 let's just get real. Can, the famine could be you wanting a boyfriend or you wanting a girlfriend. And you leave God to go to, you know what? No, 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 no. It's all right to have them, but bring them here. Don't you go there like a fool. 
That's what folk do. I mean, they do it all the time. On your child acting crazy. And now you scared to leave your home because you're crazy young. And you don't want nobody to tell you that you're young and crazy. But you know the young and crazy. But when somebody tell you and try to help you with your crazy young and now you mad because somebody else know you're young and crazy. Beside you. Oh, now y'all see? See, see there? How many of y'all got youngins up in here? All of them crazy. All of them crazy. All of them crazy. Every one of them. Eating them little ones. Every one of them get crazy. And I can't. You know what I'm saying? And if we, and that's the way it is with God. See, if we don't chastise and keep our children straight, then guess what? They'll get out of hand and rule your house, right? Well, God is the same way. He chastised us because we'll try to rule his house. Ain't no different. Ain't no different. We're just telling the truth. That's all. Joy is tested. Now, Nehemiah 8.10 says that the joy of the Lord is your what? That's your strength. If your joy get taken, you done. No joy? Say it. No joy? No joy? No strength. Now here come the family. It's not already got your revelations, got you struggling with it. You know, already made that mistake. But you don't went back to Bethel, the house of the Lord. If you read down through that with Abraham, that's what he did. And he set up his altar again, and everything got all right for him. But here come the famine again, in a different way. It might have been your shortage of okra that time, but now it's shortage of corn. And that's just a scenario of all those diverse things out there that you can be hungry for. That's why Paul said, now, I've learned how to be hungry or full when I'm hungry and hungry when I'm full. In other words, I've learned how in whatever condition I'm in, I'm still satisfied in God. So there was a, and there was a famine in the land, Genesis 26 verse 1. Beside the first famine that was in the days of Abraham. See, see, it's required that these families come forth. That's a requirement of life. See, things ain't going to be flowing all the time like you want it. And look what Isaac did. Isaac, joy and laughter, went unto Abimelech, who is the king of the Philistines, which is the ruler of the flesh. That's who Abimelech is, see? So here it is that your joy and your laughter, it wants to do the same thing that daddy man did. It's about to go to Egypt too. Because anytime you go to the flesh, you're going back to Egypt. See, it's about, it's, it's about to go so he, he didn't go to the Lord. He went to the king of Abimelech. Or, or the king of Abimelech, the king of the Philistine. The word Philistine means rolling in the dust. That means 
vices in the flesh. You know what I'm saying? We like to do in the flesh. It's called sin. And that's going to always be with you as long as you in the flesh. You say, a man tell me he don't sin, I'll show you a dead man. I'm going to say it again. If anybody in here is self-righteous. Man that don't sin is dead man. If he breathing, he's sinning. They don't want to preach that. See, they don't want to preach the truth. They want to put something on you that you can't. Can't you bear it? You can't bear it. That's the law they put on you. You can't bear that. You'll kill yourself. That's too big of a weight. You got to leave that to Jesus. That's, that's his job. Your job is just to follow him. And little by little, he'll take you away from whatever it is. It's got you. But like Paul, all of us got a thorn in our flesh to keep us humble. I got mine, you got yours. We all got a thorn in our flesh. That's why one can't look at the other and talk about the other. And that's why we don't do that here. You come as you are and then you let God take care of the rest of it. We come here, we get the word, we have a good time, we go home. I ain't trying to beat nobody out their money. I ain't up in there trying to tell nobody a bunch of lies, you know what I'm saying? If I was doing all that, then I'd have a house full. Because people like to get cheated. People are strange. It's strange what people like. People are strange. I ain't. Right. He says that Abimelech and Isaac went unto Abimelech, the king of Philistines, unto a place called Gerar. Gerar means a lodging place. You see, within all of this, God has a lodging place for us. And watch what happens. Now, didn't I tell you if a person loses their joy, then they've lost it. Because the joy of the Lord is their strength, Nehemiah 18, right? Look what happens. When God sees that Isaac is about to make the same mistake that Abram made, who appeared? The Lord didn't appear to Abraham, did he? Not when Abraham decided to go down to Egypt. But he appeared to your joy. Why? Because the joy of the Lord is right. He knew that if I let this fellow go down there, he might not make it back. So if I allow your joy to be taken from you like so many of us. If I allow the joy that's in you, while you got your joy, you better fight to keep it. Because if you ever lose your joy for God, then your strength is gone. You're done. You're back in the world, and the world is going to rip us apart. There is no love for you. The world does not love us. 
it only hurts who we love. That's what the world does to us. It don't care nothing about us. The world don't love us. It only hurts who we love. Because we're attached to somebody that loves us. And we're doing things not only to hurt ourselves, but what hurts us, hurts them. So he says, and the Lord appeared unto, uh, unto him, Isaac, joy, Genesis 26, verse 2. And he told him, don't go where? Into Egypt. But he says, dwell in the land which I tell thee of. You see, that's another problem. God speaks to us, tells us where we need to be. And then we take it upon ourselves to uproot ourselves and go and do what we want to do. But God said, don't go down to Egypt. In other words, don't go down in yourself. Don't go down in your flesh and do what your flesh wants you to do. But you dwell in the place where I tell you to dwell. So here's what happens. God says that I want you to sojourn in that land where I tell you. And he said, now if you sojourn, verse 3, if you sojourn in it, he said, I will be with you. Where will I be with you? Where I tell you to dwell. Not where you want to dwell, but where I tell you to dwell is where I will be with you. Watch what else he says. And I will do what? Bless. How many of y'all want to be blessed? Amen? I mean, if you don't want to be blessed, then, you know, there's a thing called a wave offering. That's where you show up for God. It's in the Bible. So when I asked how many of y'all want to be blessed, everybody's hand should have went up. Because don't you know that the angels of God are in his church? And don't you know that God sits high and looks low? And we wonder why? The reason why is we don't, we don't stand up and be accounted for. I want to be blessed, Lord. Here I am. I want to be blessed. I ain't shame. I'm not shame. I want you to see me. I don't care how many I... You know what I mean? I'm going to get mine in. I'm get mine in. I'm going to jump up like I'm nine foot tall over everybody and get mine in. I got to have it because I like being blessed. Because I don't talk about being blessed just to have a light bill. I told y'all that before, paid or something like that. I'm talking about being blessed. Being blessed is when you got overflow where you can help others. That's, that's what blessing is. See, blessing ain't God. Like I told y'all before, blessing ain't God paying my house note or my car note or none of that food. That ain't no blessing. That's just God showing mercy on my stupid self because I should have paid it when I was supposed to pay it. But I, let me get on back up here. Because I felt that. But y'all know what I'm talking about. That's just God having mercy on me. A blessing is an overflow. 
He said, I'll bless you. For unto thee, watch this, watch this overflow. For unto thee and unto thy what? In other words, unto the things that you plant. I will give all these countries. And I will perform the oath which I swear unto Abraham thy father. Sound to me like that's overflow. Because that Abraham obeyed my voice and kept my charge and my commandments and my statutes and my laws. See all that he done? And look where Isaac dwelt. And Isaac, verse 6, dwelt where? In Gerar, which is the lodging place where God. Now listen, church. I'm going to cap this up and get it over with. The place that God has told you to dwell, that's the place where he's going to be with you. That's the place where you're going to be blessed. We've established that, right? Everybody understand that? Fact number two. Watch this. There's going to be various famines in your life. In other words, there are going to be some hard times. There are some hard times coming. Those hard times, those famines that come in your life, they're going to test two things in you. Your knowledge for God, whether it's real or not, and your joy for the Lord. Okay? You can get away with the first one. But you won't get away with the second one. Because that's your strength. That's why God steps in before we get ready to kill ourselves through allowing our joy to be taken. God will step in and he'll speak to us. But a lot of times, a lot of people won't hear when God says, don't go there. We go anyway. And what happens is, is that we're tormented and we wonder why. But we forgot about what we did back here. You see, the turn that we make back here determines the destination of where we're going to be up here. And if you make the wrong turn, if you make the wrong decision, then it can eradicate your entire destiny of what God wants for you. And that's how dangerous it is. You see, it's not promised for us to get back. It's not promised. Every time we get out of the way, we take a chance of not getting back in the way. And if we die out of the way, we're in trouble. Because it's in the way that's a portal to everlasting life. And if we out of the way and die out of the way, then we miss the portal and we miss eternal life with God. That's how dangerous this thing is. And not only am I preaching to you, but I'm preaching to myself too. Because the word is from the Lord and it's for all of us. Amen? Give God some praise. Come on up, brother. Uh, if uh, uh, making CDs or not, but uh, those who like to have a CD, um, you can 